Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got CrashPlan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. CrashPlan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Hey, Josh. Welcome to the show. So great to be here, by the way. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm really pumped to chat to you guys about Facebook groups today. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, I'm super excited to have you on and provide a different perspective because I feel like although we've had success with Facebook groups in our own business and definitely use them strategically, like it's not a huge foundation piece for like how we feel like we can teach other people to copy the same results that we've gotten. So I'm happy to have someone who actually maybe knows what they're talking about instead of just like got luck, like how we did in our Facebook group, which is sometimes how I feel it just happened. So I'm excited to bring strategic action that people can actually take instead of just like, I don't know, talk to your people and see what happens, which is what we did. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of strategy with Facebook groups. And I think a lot of people don't recognize that when they dive in, we'll talk more about this. When they dive in, they just spend all their time in the Facebook group. And that's probably the worst thing you could possibly do because it stops you from focusing on other things to do with your business. Yeah. So let's, I'm happy. Let's dive into this strategy. It's going to be fun. Perfect. Well, for a little bit of background knowledge, like you've been around since before I was an entrepreneur. So when I came onto the scene... Dad, that might, that, are you dating me right now? You're dating me right now. <laughs> you're, I'm, you're saying I'm I old, aren't you? That's what you're saying. That <laughs> you already you're had a success when entrepreneur. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, for a lot of people, they don't really know how you started. You just appear to be with it when they join the entrepreneur game. So give us a little background into how you and Jill started Screw the 9 to 5 and started down the Facebook group journey. So a, a lot of people don't know this, but we didn't start Screw the 9 to 5 as business. And I don't know if you guys didn't know that we did not start it at all as a business. So when we first got started, we didn't even know about like the teaching people online business side of things. We just knew how to start businesses online and we just went into that. So we, the first thing we ever did is we started a skincare blog together. And it sounds kind of strange, right? But here's why we started that. When we first got started, we wanted to create a fully location independent business because we wanted to travel. We wanted to live overseas. That was really important to us. And we looked at all the different models and we realized we, we looked at like maybe starting a software and then like we looked at like app development and that kind of stuff. And then we came across this concept of affiliate marketing. And we were like, what is this affiliate marketing? And we dug a little bit deeper into it. We found out, okay, what it is, is you just get paid for when you refer people onto other people's merchant accounts, right? So anyone who you refer and they make a purchase, you get a commission for it. So there's no fulfillment, no customer support. And we said to ourselves, this is perfect. This is the perfect lifestyle business. So let's go ahead and start this. And then we said, okay, what is an area 
where people we can get into, we can create content on online where people are purchasing products already. Like they're purchasing a lot, lot of products in it. And we looked at it and we came across skincare. And we knew nothing about skincare, really, especially me. That wasn't the thing that was going to hold us back because we had a dream of creating that kind of lifestyle for ourselves. So we just started that skincare site. And I think it took about six months before we were full-time, had a full-time business off the back of that. So full-scale income off the back of affiliate marketing around this skincare blog, which was awesome. Uh, so we hit this location independent status. And that was when we moved to Thailand. And we lived in Thailand for two years. As we moved to Thailand, we said to ourselves... Well, you know, one thing we could do is because we're not going to know anyone when we move over there. What if we start a blog where we kind of talk about our travel and like the lifestyle that we're sort of living? And we're sitting on, this is actually during our wedding week, by the way, when you're probably not supposed to be working. We're sitting down, we got married in Costa Rica and we're sitting out on the porch and we're drinking like some rum there or whatever we're drinking, I can't remember. And that's when all the best ideas happen, by the uh, way. Of course. Yep. Yeah, of course. And so Jill turns to me and she's like, you know what? It's kind of like screw the nine to five. And we were just like. And like all oh, the light bulbs go off. <laughs> that's it. Actually, we weren't like that impressed. We were like, we had a few other ones we had in mind. We we're like, yeah, that one's probably the best one. Let's just register that. So we registered screw the nine to five.com. And we just started like basically blogging about all the different aspects of running this lifestyle business, living overseas, like affiliate marketing, all the online business related things. And and that was like our first beginnings of Screw the 9 to 5. And from there, there's been many different iterations, which I don't want to bore you with all the details. I think we're here to talk about Facebook groups. But basically, there's a lot of mistakes along the way, which led us to where we are today. And I want to be fully transparent about that. We are not overnight successes. We are products of our own mistakes. So, yeah. Yes. 100%. An overnight success, like many, many, many years and mistakes in the making. <laughs> many, many years of mistakes in the making. I was just talking to my friend, Colin, and he's like, has like an entrepreneurial household. He's teaching his son about like mistakes. Like mistakes are a good thing because you learn from them. And he said his son turned to him and he said, you know what, dad? You're a mistake person. That's what you are. <laughs> uh, thanks, son. <laughs> and I just... Cracked up laughing. But yeah, so bit of a tangent there. But anyway. You're a mistake person. Well, so bringing it to Facebook groups, I feel like a lot of the conversation, at least that gets talked about in our community, is that people know some level of engagement with between them and their audience is missing. And they are fighting to have it via the Instagram algorithm or via their Facebook page. Or maybe they're terrified of starting that email list like a lot of our listeners still have no audience outside of maybe people who are currently buying from them, but they have no way of talking to them. And so they see other people who have Facebook groups that are rocking and rolling with engagement and think, okay, that's the level that I need to get my Facebook group to before I can start to see success. And before I can expect results from that strategy, that's where I'm going to have to be. So talk to me about some of the beginning stages of people who don't have a ton of time to integrate into their Facebook strategy, and how really people can use it right out of the gate to be profitable with the thing that they're already selling. Okay. So let me just back up and say why we started a Facebook group because I think that's really important. We were running into a problem and I don't know if you guys like can resonate with this at all. I'm sure many people listening in can. We were running into a problem where we didn't know who our audience was specifically. We just had like email addresses and we had like people who liked our Facebook page, but we didn't know who they were, right? And so we launched a product based off what we thought they wanted 
and it completely flopped. It didn't do very well. And that was like our first digital product we ever created. We're like, oh my God, let's just like not worry about this kind of stuff. Let's focus on affiliate marketing. We eventually came back anyway. So what we said to ourselves is we said, okay, we need to get to know these people. What is the best way for us to get to know these people? And the first thing we did is we sent an email out and we said in the, in the subject line, we said, can we call you? And we got a whole bunch of people come right back and they're like, yeah, call me up. That'd be great. So we spoke to like 20 or 30 people on the phone. We got to know them. That was like our first way towards moving towards understanding their wants and their needs. Then Facebook groups became really apparent at that time. And we were like, what if we did like a Facebook group? Because I feel like there's a much more back and forth type conversation we could do in there. So that's what we did. We started a Facebook group. And I think initially there was like 20 people in the group. And we're like... "Uh, What year was that? Do you remember? That was 2014. So just yeah, like three and a bit years ago. So we started that Facebook group. It was like 20 people who joined. We're like, okay, we'll see see what happens. And one of the things we did is... Uh, I don't think a lot of people do this is we said, okay, if we're going to do this, we're going to take this really seriously. Let's focus a lot of time and attention on it at the start. And then that'll help it get going. And so what we did is we were like posting questions and like replying to each other's questions. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Just You're like the- tagging each other. <laughs> exactly. Just- uh-huh. I have never done that. <laughs> <laughs> Just to get the engagement going, right? Because that's, that's really important for the Facebook algorithm. And then all of a sudden, like 20 people turned into 40. And then all of a sudden, there was like two or three people commenting. And then all of a sudden, there was like 100 people. Then there was all of a sudden 300. Then there was all of a sudden 1,000, then 10,000, and then 40-something thousand. We're like, oh, my God, this is too many people now. <laughs> shut it and all so down. We did. We shut down a Facebook group with 45,000 people to restart it again. So coming back to your question, which was like around like getting started with this type of stuff, is I don't want you, if you're listening in right now, I don't want you to feel bad if you're posting things in your group and no one's responding. That's okay. 100%. That's normal. Please. That's completely yes. normal. And the if you are the one, uh, this is what we would do. We would say like, we'd ask a question. We'd be like, what type of business model do you prefer? Affiliate marketing, software, we might run a poll or whatever. And then we'd post that. And then the first comment would be, we believe that affiliate marketing is the best type of model because of blah, blah, blah. And we just did that over and over and over until Facebook started serving us up. We started getting more people and then all of a sudden other people started contributing with us. So that's probably like the best way to get started when you get your group going. So how are you driving traffic to join the group when you first started? So this is a big question that comes up. A lot of people think, do I need to like run ads to get people in my group? Because I know a lot of people are doing that. I don't suggest doing that at all. The reason why is we only ever run ads if we know what the ROI is off the back of those ads. We don't, we don't spend money. Amen. Yeah. So that's just a general rule of thumb for online business. So what we do, and so we had like a bit of an audience through screwthe9to5.com and a bit of an email list and whatnot. So we sent an email out to our email list, come join our Facebook group that initially got a few people in. But then we put it as a, a few different areas on our website. We put it in our navigation menu. It said like free Facebook group. So people can go and join from there. We have a sidebar banner where there was a link to go to join it. On the thank you page for any anyone who opts in, it's like straight away, come hang out with us inside of our free Facebook group. In the first email that goes out, 
come hang out with us in our free Facebook group. So it's just littered all throughout the other marketing platforms that we use. Yeah. It sounds really familiar from our beginning days of both the crickets and the how we were getting people in. I think people forget that. We have, what, 18,000 in our group right now. And the engagement is bananas amazing. Like, I love that group. But it wasn't always like that. Like, for over a year, I felt like it was just Abby and I talking to each other and, like, constantly tagging each other and figuring it out. But I think deep down, we knew that having that type of communication level and easy access for like on a social media platform that people use every single day, like that was worth the awkward phase, like that awkward teenage phase that we all have to go through. Like it was worth that in order to cultivate the thing that we have now. It, it is. It's so worth it. So I've, I've been out and I've actually interviewed like a lot of different Facebook group owners because I want to learn from the best myself always. And I was talking to this one lady her name's Shannon Hernandez, and she runs a really small group. There's like 250 people in it. I can't remember the name of the group, but her services she provides, she, she's like a content marketer, and she does like coaching for content marketing. And so, she has this really small group. And I was like, how, how big is your business though? Like, you only got 250. She's like, I make $350,000 a year off of this 250-person group. And so, I asked what? her, okay, mind blown. How are you doing? I don't understand how you're doing this. What am I doing wrong? And then she explained a process to me, which is really simple. She said that every month she audits everyone who's in the group. She uses a tool called Gridx and she removes anyone from the group who doesn't participate, right? So the engagement is always really high and the people who she's talking- I'm about to kick some people out. Yeah, right? <laughs> that's, that's totally what I thought. I was like, this is crazy. And so I was like, okay, well, how do you like get people to buy your products? or your services. And she said, it's really, I've got a really simple process. One, I always welcome new members as they come in always. Cause it's kind of weird. It's like, imagine like someone comes to your party and like, you just open up the door and walk away. You don't even welcome. That's, that's pretty much what a lot of people do with their Facebook groups. So she would welcome them when they come in. The other thing she would do is she would create a content piece like once a week, it might be like a Facebook live based around a topic related to what she provides in her services and anyone who commented or participated in her Facebook Live, because it was such a small group, she would private message them and she would do it in a really nice way, not like an annoying way, and just private message and say, hey, like I noticed that you had a problem to do with blah, 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 just wondering if I could help you out. And she would start the process there. And then from there, she would suggest, recommend that they uh, join her like it's like a $100 masterclass or $100 live workshop. And then off the back of that live workshop, she would then sell into more of like the one-on-one coaching services. And it's just a simple process, not that much time each week. And I love hearing stories like that because I think people get so caught up in, I need tens of thousands of people in my Facebook group. And we really like to tell our audience like, own the fact that you can be small and mighty. Like when you have a small audience, you're able to cater to them in a way that you literally cannot when they have when you have tens of thousands of people in your audience. And the like the conversion of that or the relationships that you build because of that are through the roof. Through the roof. There's so much BS when it comes to numbers. You know, like you see someone who has like 400,000 people on their Instagram and you're like, oh my gosh, they must be really successful. And then you find out that they like paid for like half of them. And you're like, well, the metric that the only metric I really care about are two things. Like one, money, like how much money is the business making, but two, impact. And usually 
both go hand in hand. So like if you're impacting more people, you're making more money. 100%. So I, I totally agree with you on that. I'm, I'm ready to clean our list, clean our Facebook group, get them out. <laughs> Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Get unparalleled access to job seekers with over 350 million unique monthly visitors globally, according to Indeed data, and an extended reach through Glassdoor. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. In the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. So talk to us about your specific process. Like I 100% remember the asking questions, cultivating engagement, but when did you turn it into a selling tool for your business? So the the thing is like, we don't, our, our, we want to create more of like always like a scale type business model. So we don't really do much like one-on-one type client work. And so that model I talked about before is kind of great for you know, someone who's a coach or a consultant or whatever, but we're building a brand like, like that's what we're building with screw the nine to five. And so we always want to kind of 
do things that are going to allow for scale. And so what we said is we said, we're going to grow a fairly significantly large Facebook group, but we want to create procedures to help run it and make sure that it's, it's actually providing a lot of value to people first. So our process is someone comes in, we have uh, joint questions, so three joint questions. The first one is like, a, do you agree to our rules? That's the first time, right? And we have really strict rules. If anyone disobeys those rules, they're out immediately. That's very important. The second joint question is a market research one. So it's like, what are you struggling with the most right now? And people will say like, I'm getting traffic, getting more sales, building my email list, blah, blah, blah. And then the third one is like basically where we suggest a sending them down one particular pipeline that we have. And so the big pipeline we have right now is based around like how people get more website traffic. And we just say like, do you want more traffic for your website? If you do come join this free live workshop and that's like an initial way we start building leads to move them towards posting the products. I need to take notes. <laughs> I'm like, there's like 17 things I want to change. I love that. <laughs> so that's just those three things. But I mean, it's always good to kind of like adapt to whatever your circumstance is. So they join, right? And then we use, I don't know if you guys use this, but Facebook actually has like this welcome post option now. So you just click a button that says write post on the sidebar in your Facebook group. And it immediately tags in all the new members that that have just joined. That is my favorite new feature ever. It's the best. So good. So that's like an an indoctrination welcome post that we do. So we let them know who we are. We let them know what to expect from this group. Check out the rules here. And then we go into like moving them down our pipeline from that point on. So do you do you say something different every time you welcome a new group or are you literally copying and pasting the same welcome message? We, we have three variations, three variations. Yeah. And because our group grows by like, and you guys probably the same as well, grows by like 200 people per week or something, that right post option only works like below 50, I think it is. So you kind of have to do it multiple times per week, which is fine. But then we ask people to introduce themselves too. So we have this like really long thread. You guys probably have the same thing, introducing themselves, blah, blah, blah. So that's the first way that they come in. From there, we have a process that we use that is designed to build engagement and then move people down our pipelines. Like that's the two, that's the two things we only care about is like get more engagement and then move people down our pipelines. That's what we care about. So we have like the same type of theme posts throughout the week, but they're not the same. I, like initially we were using a service like Meet Edgar and we we're just posting the same thing over and over. And we're like, this is stupid. <laughs> we're getting no reach on these things. <laughs> like I'm bored of them. Yeah. So like yeah. this is just being lazy. So now what we do is we create a 30-day content calendar at the end of each month and we plan out and schedule out all of our content in advance. And it's all based around those two concepts. How to, is is going to create more engagement or it's going to move people down our pipelines. Then the really important thing, this is so important, is when, because you guys probably know this, right? When you don't know when people are clicking the links from like your Facebook group, right? Um, you can't really track that. So we use, we, we create separate UTM links. So we're tracking if someone's clicking on a link to go and join our workshop, our live workshop, we can track that's coming from our Facebook group. So we can see if it's actually being effective. And that was a problem for us for a long time. We were like, is this really effective of, of a marketing strategy for us? And then we put that together and we realized, oh yeah, we're actually getting a lot of leads through our Facebook group. Love that. Yep. Yeah, we can do that within our email service providers. So that could be super easy to set up to track those clicks. 
Oh, that's awesome. I love that. I love the idea of the 30 day content calendar because we get questions all the time about like, well, what prompt should I have? Or no one's commenting on this prompt. And and I've had a love hate relationship with our prompts from day one, we have changed them multiple times in business. But you're right, the idea of even if you're changing them, if they're repeating Monday through Friday, the same thing every week, it's just lazy. And like, if I'm bored of seeing it, I know our users are bored of seeing it, even if they're new people coming in all the time. And I try like I've been on this like giant kick with our community of like, I want to create more actual community instead of just fluff community. And I want to create actual value that doesn't really cost me any more time. But the results that I get from that are way better than what I'm getting by being super lazy about it. And so I think that that's a really cool concept. Well, we'll think about it from the perspective of this, right? Would you post the same posts on your blog every week? No. Would you post the same things on your Instagram every week? No. Why Why would we do it on our Facebook group? I don't, like, it doesn't make any sense. Exactly, exactly. I don't know, because one person did it, and then we all, like, got in a line, and we're little ducks following the mama bird. So talk to me about how you are personally engaging. Like, I know as our group has grown, that has gotten way overwhelming, and, like, Obviously, there's people in there that are helping moderate and approve people and all of that. But how are you and Jill personally showing up for your people? So we show up kind of like just in an encouraging kind of way. Like I'm definitely not going to sit in there and answer people's questions all day. No, that's that's for our paid community, right? Like so that's a big difference we have. Our paid community, screw you. We answer their questions, right? So that's the, that's the difference. We're in the free group. It's like here's a platform for you guys to kind of talk with each other and then we're going to show up in an encouraging kind of manner. So if someone's like asked a question and then someone else answers, then we'll like write back and be like, oh, that's such a great suggestion. You know, like we're not going to put too much time into it. As far as our time goes, I maybe spend myself personally, maybe, may, this sounds bad to say, but I don't care. I, I spend maybe 30 minutes a week in the Facebook group and that's it. I feel like we have the problem where we have given so much for so long that they start to expect us to be the ones who answer all of the questions. And I, I'm smart, don't get me wrong, but uh, do I really have the answers to all of their questions? There's 18,000 people in dozens and dozens of industries. Like I don't have the answers to everything, but likely someone in the group has experienced something similar. Right. Well, I do like the shift that they've at least stopped tagging us. Like we, we, I feel like we've kind of gone through these phases of them like slowly letting us go a little bit where they used to tag us and then re-tag us. Like, why haven't you answered this question in the free group? And we would either like, I, I do the thing of like, we've answered this in a podcast. We answered this in a blog post. And so sometimes I'll either just say, go search the blog. And they finally got annoyed enough by me saying, go search the blog because there's such an archive there that they just stopped tagging us. But then when that happened, I felt like it empowered our community to answer the question if they knew the answer. Because if the moderators are, or the host of the group are constantly getting tagged, I can feel like the community might not feel like they can step in and answer, even if they know the question so i like the shift that's happened so it's a very freeing think about this way like we're all habits we're all creatures of our our habits right so if you are instilling those habits from the very beginning you have to take responsibility for that like you've taught them that that's what to expect that's the expectations so they have to take responsibility for it and set new expectations so for us we went a little extreme we we started a whole new group 
because we were in the same situation. Burn it all down. Yeah. And I don't think you need to do that. I think you could just redo your rules and then shoot like a real, really good, really good video explaining the new expectations and why you're doing it that way. I think it's really important. I spoke to another Facebook group owner and his story was kind of interesting and super in line with this. He was running a Facebook group for podcasters, a free Facebook group for podcasters with like his co-group owner, his his co-admin. And his co-admin was so adamant on just it wanting to be this like free resource and no one's allowed to sell anything. And and like it's bad if you pitch anything or put any links or anything like that. And he was like, he went along with it, right? So they grew their group to 5,000 people. And this guy, his services was he provide podcasting services for people. And he was like, I've only got a couple of clients out of this, but we've got 5,000 people in this group. This is crazy. Why am I spending all this time answering these people's questions? And I don't, my business isn't growing at all. And literally no one knows that I do no this. One, and no one knows, right? So then one time, one time he posts like a mention of his services, not even a link, just a mention of his services. And there was like uproar in like the whole community, right? Just dropped a bomb. Exactly. It was just crazy. And he was like, this is ridiculous. I'm not going to do this anymore. So what he did is, he left that group as an admin. He started his own group and he posted and he said, I'm going to start my own group and I'm not going to be in here anymore. And if you want to join my group, you can find me, blah, blah, blah. And so anyway, 100 people, he's only had like 100 people join from, from 5,000. And by the way, he said, I am going to be mentioning that products and services and, and we put links in and, and promotion and stuff like that. And 100 people joined. He went from like one or two clients to like fully booked within the space of like a month. That's because amazing. Because he, he set his new expectations. So if you are starting a group and you're starting it for your business, tell everyone, set those expectations. This group is for my business. Yes. Yes. If you don't like it, you don't have to be here. You don't have to be here. This is a free offer. <laughs> yeah. We're getting fiery now. Yeah. <laughs> I want to talk a little bit about the saga that was the same week everyone the on the Facebook shutdown of 2017. <laughs> what was this saga? The, like everyone shut down their Facebook group oh, the same week. Yeah. And so, A, I didn't even know you brought it one back. So tell me more things. But like, what was the rationale behind not only you shutting down, but why you think so many others followed suit? And what made you bring it back and make things new again? I think that groups were started. It's like, it's almost like that trend was started to say, we're going to create this free group. It's all going to be free. Everything's free, 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 free. And this trend started where like, maybe like someone was joining my, was in my group and then someone else was in like Melissa Griffin's group. And I were in like Pat Flynn's group and like all these other groups. And we created this, this facade of like, everything is going to be free now. You have access to everyone for free. And I think what happened was is that it's it sort of like it created this habit almost from like the entire audience perspective of like expecting things for free. And I think a lot of people who ran businesses didn't want that and they decided they were going to shut it down. And we did the same thing. We shut it down. We're like, this is, this is, we're feeling the same thing. You know, like everyone just wants free stuff. We've got 45,000 people in here, but like, I don't know how effective this is being. And so, when we did restart it again, we said to ourselves, let's set expectations from the beginning that this, all we're going to use this for is a marketing channel for our business. It's not going to be a free outlet to talk about a whole bunch of nonsense 
strategy questions and technical questions and all that kind of stuff. Let's focus on using this as a marketing channel. And that means we're not going to be spending too much time in there. We're going to create systems and procedures around it and everything is going to move towards move down our pipelines towards people working with us. Because we know, we know this, right, for certain. If we give something, actually, we've done this before. We've done, done like scholarships to screw you before. If we give people something for free, they don't take action on it, especially in the business space. They just don't take action. But if they spend money and the more money they spend, the more accountability they are and the more transformation we can get for them. And so I, I think like that was the problem that was happening. And a lot of people moved away from it because they felt like, they felt like they just weren't able to work with people anymore on, on that kind of level. So outside of the vetting questions and maybe the 30-day content calendar, how were you treating the new group differently than you feel like you were treating the original group? The original group, we were answering way too many questions. That was a big differentiating factor right there is we only answer questions for people who are paying members now because we only have a certain amount of time, right? We only have a certain amount of time and also we know based off our experience, the people who are paying us money are going to be more likely to take action on that advice. So that's like the first thing. Secondly, we post links in the group now. We don't, we're not like annoying. We don't post links to our sales pages and stuff like that. We're like, hey, like, oh, that looks really good. You should check out our sales page and join us in Scrutiny. We don't do that. But like the way we'll do it is like this. If someone has a question around like, around how to like grow a Facebook group, right? And the big thread starts up around like how to grow a Facebook group. We have an incredible piece of content, which I can share with you guys after this. It's like our ultimate guide to, to running a Facebook group. It covers way more than what we can talk about here. But basically, we'll just post a link to that. We'll say, this is really awesome. Um, this, this thread is amazing. Um, by the way, a lot of these things are actually mentioned in this free piece of content here if you want to check it out. That's the beginning of our pipeline. So we moved into our website. We can retarget them with ads if we want to or they can go and opt in for a relevant lead manual off the back of that. Nice. Because you're not requiring an email to join even the new group, right? No. Yeah. No. I, I mean, who, does, do people do that? We did when mm-hmm. we started. We were manually moderating it. So it was crazy. We would like... Requ- yeah, this is why we don't do it anymore. <laughs> we would require them to give us our email and then we would redirect to our Facebook group. They could sign up, but to approve them, we double checked manually if they were on our email list. Oh, that's a lot of work right there. Oh, it was fine for like the first a thousand or so people. And then I was like, I'm so over this. But yeah, there are still groups that I'm in that shifted that policy. And it might have been public for anyone before, but their new rules were, you have to go ahead over here. And then there's like a password that they're given. And then they have to enter the password. It's just this whole, it, it's crazy. And I, I like, I get it, but that's also just a lot of work. You're either doing it or you're paying someone to do it. And yeah, I think, I think, it's like a really important point you're bringing up here. It's like there's a lot of people who are trying to use like very special tactics to try and move people from a free group towards becoming a customer. And I think like if you're a coach or client, a coach or a consultant who does like one-on-one type of stuff, that concept I mentioned to you before is perfect. So you can keep a really small group. But in the case of like, if you're growing a brand online, just treat it like any other social media platform, right? You're trying to get engagement on Instagram, but that's what you're trying to do there. So it's the same thing with a Facebook group. Get engaged on that Facebook group. It's more of a brand type play that you that you're sort of doing there. And then when what happens is when I get on our webinars and our workshops, I'll ask people how you 
found out about this, like how you register for this. And I'll see how many people are in the Facebook group. They'll say like, I've found out about it through the Facebook group. And what I find is that there's people who are coming to the Facebook group and if they have a little bit of like discussion, whether it be with us, our moderators or other people in the group, they're having a discussion around concepts in the Screw the 9 to 5 branded Facebook community. And so we're building a little bit more trust with those people, a little bit more brand loyalty with them. So when they do get into a position where we have an offer to pitch them, they already trust us, they already understand us, they're already aware of us, and it just makes it a lot easier. Yeah, I love that. Super helpful. Well, I have two pages of notes. Well, let's go ahead and head into talk strategy to me. And let's specifically, if there's anything extra that you feel like you haven't covered, or you can throw in whatever tips you want to throw in, but boosting engagement in groups, what are some new fresh tactics that you guys have tried or that you've seen other people do that you think are effective? I would say conversation starters, like really short conversation starters. So we have like, there's a couple of different styles you can use. One, we use like a versus type post, which is really polarizing. So it's like Richard Branson versus Elon Musk. Who do you think would win in a fight? I don't know. And it just like boosts engagement and, and it's just hilarious. The second one we do is we do like an imagined scenario. Well, I'll just mention these two, the imagined scenario one, which is like, um, I did one the other day, which had really good engagement. I said, imagine I gave you $10,000 right now to use on your business, but you only had 30 days. How would you use it? And so, like these imagined scenarios really, really work quite well. So, just doing, and they're really short too. They're not long. We don't create really long pieces of content. They're like one or two sentences and that's it. And it's, it's really important because people on Facebook are really distracted. And so, you have to keep things short there in order for them to like want to actually, because as soon as they, they scroll down their newsfeed, right? And all of a sudden, they see like, they see the more link to read more, right? They're like, uh, this is really long. I don't want to read this. But if they see like the, the sh- a short sentence in big letters, they're like, uh, it just captures their eye a lot easier and they can read it and then respond a lot faster. I love that. Super handy. And that's super easy to integrate into your content calendar as well. So easy. Yeah, we, we do that. Like once a day, we have in conversation starters. Yeah, I like that. Well, how about you tell everyone where they can hang out with you online, all about your Facebook group and any cool offers that you guys have going on right now? You can hang out with me on my GeoCities website because apparently I'm a dinosaur. Just kidding. You guys probably don't even know what GeoCities is. No, um, you can check out our website, screwthe9to5.com. It's all numbers. Um, or you can join our, our uh, Facebook group by going to screwcommunity.com, which is another strategy you can use too. Love it. Thank you so much for coming on today. Thanks for having me. It was fun. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. 
Okay, second favor. To get podcast updates and all the behind-the-scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.